0: Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com.
1: Oh, what a morning it has been here on Media Road, Phoenix Convention Center. And I can only imagine. What's going on on social media this morning? Oh, 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 oh. Time for some social studies with Sarah Cazell.
2: Yes, it is a wild time on social media right now, particularly Twitter. I see uh, not Mikkel trending. I see Mikkel and Cam trending. Oh. Uh, a lot a lot of mixed emotions with Suns fans with this Kevin Durant trade, Mikkel Bridges and Cam Johnson, uh, plus Jay Crowder going back to the Brooklyn Nets. I think we got the most responses we've ever gotten to a social studies question. Is that right? We would have to, yes. 326 and counting scrolling we are scrolling we're rolling and we're scrolling all right our first question for today's edition of social studies we've got four options for you to vote on how do you feel about the season after this trade for kevin durant the options to vote on are championship or bust finals or bust they have to win at least one series or there are no new expectations at this point no finals or bust for me Finals or bust? I'm going one step ahead. Championship or bust? Let's place a vote. 77% say it's championship or bust for the phoenix suns 14 percent say finals or bust 6 percent say no new expectations at this time 3 percent say the no. suns have to win at
3: least i'm going to remind Marad of this if the suns get to the nba finals and lose that it is a technical well, failure okay. by his standards I, yeah. I started thinking about it after
1: I, and i have said this several times i'd be more comfortable saying finals or bust this year uh-huh but if Kevin Durant's time in Phoenix ends without a championship. It so the Durant That's era, right. however long it is, is championship or bust. Short. Sure.
2: Yeah, I, I think that makes a lot that of sense. That makes me feel better. Okay. <laughs> give give ourselves a little wiggle room, huh? Uh, Thank the, you for calling me out on that. Oh, now no that worries, I, man. I've resolved oh, I my own fault. You called me, call me out too. It's all good. <laughs> the Dark Shaman says the Suns set their own expectations with the trade. It is championship or bust, and a reminder that this question is for this season. Gotta be a minimum of the finals says Dante, but this move is to get the ring. Go make it happen. Uh, 40 points a game, a Defensive Player of the Year candidate, two fan favorites, four first-round draft picks, all for an MCL sprain with a receding hairline. First of all, Austin, you keep that to yourself about people's hairlines, but he does not like this, apparently. It's not his hairline, it's the top of his head. <laughs> also it's the leave him alone same problem I have leave Brittany alone alright Toria says this better work Chef says if we don't win it all it's all lost we fixed something that wasn't broken do you guys agree with that? The Suns fixed something that wasn't broken?
3: I, I, don't, know. I don't know what the answer to that is. Again, the, the, the Suns starting five had, had just returned for the first time in months, and and the results were good, and the camaraderie felt like it was getting back to old. So I, I don't know what the current state of the old team would have done. I, I, I think it's a mystery, because they were trending in, the, in a good direction. Right, they won 9 of 11. Right, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know how to answer that, other than to say, as somebody who was a little bit on the fence about Kevin Durant last summer. After what we've been through collectively with this team and the Cardinals, I'm I'm all for this. To answer
1: your question, I don't think it was broken, so it's not necessarily fixing it. It's It's, retuning it. It's Reshaping it. Um, I think the Suns could have could have gone far in the playoffs as as they were constructed. I think this increases their chances of winning a championship, which is the ultimate goal, especially for a team that was so close to doing it two years ago.
2: Right, right. All right, let's get to our next question. In three words or fewer, describe your thoughts on the team trading away Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four first round picks for Durant and TJ Warren. Three words. Or fewer. What do you guys got? I am sad. Dot dot dot. I can feel
1: both ways. I can be excited that the Suns made a big splashy trade to get Kevin Durant and improve their championship chances. And also be sad on the other hand that you know two two of you know two really popular players, two guys yeah. I enjoyed watching play basketball and two The the really bad part uh, is two guys that loved wearing that uniform and being part of this organization. You hear it all the time, but it gets driven home a lot. It's a business, and that's the crappy part of the business.
3: I'm going to say the most corniest thing that that I've said since, when there's a will, there's a way. (laughs) I'm going to say what I said earlier. Don't be sad that McHale's gone. Be happy that he was here, that we enjoyed McHale Bridges. Yes. I mean, don't be sad.
1: I, don't be sad. It's my, over. Be happy. It happens. Look yes, at my right.
3: lock screen.
2: Oh, I
3: gotta change a it
2: smiling now. Smiling McIlberry. Yes. You don't, you don't have to change it. <laughs> Keep that smile on your face. Uh, sad but excited, says Jason Harrison. And I think if we were to read one tweet that summed up everybody's emotions, I think sad but excited would would get close to it. Way too brittle, says Daylight Films. Not buying into Kevin Durant yet. No, not Bridges. Says dude in the desert. Uh, We have window reopened. We have some question marks here. Defense, depth, durability. (laughs) Kevin freaking Durant. There's a lot of of D's being thrown around. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then sad, but contenders. Yeah. Okay. Just don't say dynasty
3: yet. Dynasty? Dynasty.
2: <laughs> okay, Anthony Davis uh, was mentioned a couple times earlier in the show, particularly when Rick Buecher was on. There were some rumors about him potentially being moved today. And uh, and Jarrett posed this question. This is such a
1: Jarrett question.
2: Would you trade DA and expiring contracts for Anthony Davis, the two options are, yes, you son of a biscuit, or no, you son of an onion. That's a new one to me. I've not heard the latter. Is that a thing? Son know. of an onion? Um,
1: no. I would, I would not make that deal. Would you, Dan Bickley? Not
3: that big a DA fan of Anthony 80? Davis. No. No, I would not. Because of what Vinny said. He just he's just too injury prone. I no, I'm not a big fan. Right.
2: If people are nervous about yeah. Kevin Durant yeah, being I'm injury prone, look at Anthony Davis. Uh, just, again, it's no. I I think
3: I think in this iteration there's enough shots, uh barely enough shots to go around as it is. I, I don't think we need to bring Anthony Davis into the mix. Okay. Let DA rebound and play defense and and right.
2: Okay. Eighty three percent of our listeners also say no. No DA for AD. 17% say yes, they would love that. Uh, And then the comments basically just say, trade DA for street clothes? Absolutely not. Everyone bringing out that uh, old nickname of his. Uh, And then Sal Cruz says Anthony Davis on his worst day is better than DeAndre Ayton. So to assume a one-on-one trade is happening is not even worth discussing. All right, final question. Let's squeeze this in if we can. Sure. What was or is a bigger trade for the Phoenix Suns? The Suns getting Charles Barkley back in the 90s or the Suns getting Kevin Durant?
1: The Barkley trade was just enormous and led to the most magical single season in Arizona sports history, even though it didn't end in a championship. But I'm giving the nod to this one, again, because of the, the magnitude of what the Suns gave up. Mm. They gave up a lot to get Kevin Durant. Mm. And, you know, he's older than Barkley was when Barkley yep. got to town. Uh, but he's still in his prime. I, I think this is going to go down as the biggest one and until the next one.
3: Um, I wasn't here in 93, um, I, but but uh, I'll, I'll defer to Vinny and just go with what he says.
2: Okay. A vote placed for... Kevin Durant trade being the bigger one 63% of our voters went with that. 63% say this Kevin Durant trade was bigger than Charles Barkley uh, It's changing now 34% say the Sun's getting Charles Barkley. Desert Rat says there is some recency bias at play here. Charles Barkley to Phoenix was a franchise changing defining moment And it gave us an MVP and a finals appearance against the GOAT. We just gutted the NBA's best team for Durant. That's a strong take. Yeah. Was he saying the Suns were the NBA's best team? Or am I misreading that? No, he's saying that. He said that. Okay. Bryn Tannehill says Charles Barkley was only 29 when he was traded to the Suns. So I assume that's an implication that that was a bigger trade. Uh it's on par now but if the Suns get a title out of it then yes. then the that, Kevin Durant it's a healthy bigger. way to look at yeah, it. that's too.
3: a good way of doing it.
2: Yeah, and then a lot of people in the responses are just saying you young whippersnappers, if you're 30 years old and younger, you don't understand what the Charles Barkley <laughs> trade, how oh, big that was. So. I was there.
1: I, I I lived through it. I had all the emotions back then, too. Yes. Thanks to everybody who chimed in on social yes, studies. Thank, thank you, you, Sarah. Uh, Flavortown pulling up right across the street from the big game this Sunday. Join Guy Fieri, Diplo, and over 20 food vendors for the ultimate tailgating party. Head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win tickets. Speaking of winning. You can also text KD to 620-620 and uh, be among the first to get his new Suns jersey. We know it'll be number 35. Again, just text KD to six twenty six twenty and register to win a Phoenix Suns Kevin Durant jersey. We'll continue reacting to the big story of the day and wonder what could be next, if anything, for the Suns before the, today's trade deadline. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings. Live from Media Row at Super Bowl 57, our Media Row coverage is brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings. It's Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata, live from the Phoenix Convention Center at Media Row.
4: I love those two young guys. I mean, you have to give up something that you love to get a guy like a generational player, like Kevin Durant. So nothing but positive things that you can say about those young guys. And if they keep playing and keep progressing, this is huge for them. They got a chance to also get rid of Jay Crowder. who gets a chance to play. That's uh, a distraction. That's off the Phoenix Suns. Mikael Bridges is one of the best two way players we have, especially as far as youth. But I think when you start comparing what you can do now with Chris Paul's age and what they've done when they got to the finals, and then couldn't get over the hump. You bring in a Kevin Durant, you start to think right now, everything healthy, and they can add some more pieces. There are going to be some things they also do to be able to add some, you know, more players. Everything. That's uh,
1: Steve Smith uh, from NBA TV reacting to the news late last night that broke, that we some of us woke up to, certainly all of us on this show. As yeah. We're in bed uh, at decent hours, but waking up to the news that Kevin Durant, now a member of the Phoenix Suns. And Steve Smith, again, kind of summing up the feelings of a lot of Suns fans. Uh, I'm still getting texts from f- new family members on my, on my <laughs> family text. Family members who didn't even
3: know you had. Yeah, like, yeah. wow, so sad right. about
1: this. Steve Smith is right. You have to give up something to get something. I, you know, personally, on the Jay Crowder front, it's something that we've been talking about since September. And there was frustration that built to a very high level with the Suns that they weren't able to unload him earlier. You know, in, in, in reading the tea leaves, Beck, I think this is, yes, a, a salary match component to it. But I don't think Jay Crowder had any uh, any value to anybody else in terms of bringing a piece back on his own for the Suns. I would have you loved you to You don't have.
3: think the Bucks had that offer sitting out there? I mean... Why
1: would they have not made that deal then? Because the Suns didn't want it. I mean, I just kind of wish that the Jay Crowder trade would have been independent of this, if it was at all possible. And maybe maybe the Suns didn't have interest in that Milwaukee deal. That Milwaukee, I mean, the, the, the one thing that comes up is, hey, what now for the Suns is the depth issue. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do yeah. they do moving forward? Because, uh, you know, Rick Buecher used the word top heavy. A lot of people seem to believe that. Uh, when the top is that heavy, though, great things can happen if everybody stays is healthy.
3: Yeah. No. Listen. Yeah. Exactly. It's high risk, high reward, and and again, you, you give up a first round draft picks, and if you're going to be good, they really don't matter anyways. And you know how I feel about this. Uh, the Utah Jazz now have 15 first round draft picks. What what is that going to get them? You, you we live that life of where you you get intoxic- intoxicated on all these future assets you have. You start hoarding them. You start exactly. You start hoarding them. And, and so to me, uh, I, I agree. With all of that, I, I think you know the, yeah there's the, there's a risk with this basketball team given the fact that Chris Paul is getting older and so is Kevin Durant. But the thing that Michael Wilbon pointed out that I think is also true in this case is this is a group that Kevin Durant wanted to join at one point and wants to join. So they're going to hit the ground running like this. You don't sometimes you don't know how these super teams are going to uh, look when you put them all together. And Kevin Durant would know better than anybody because. I'm not sure if a super team ever achieved less than the one he just left.
1: Yeah, but he's also had the experience of uh, you know willingly joining a super team and it was his inclusion that made Golden State a super team and they had fantastic results. Yeah. Three finals, uh, two championships, and I think it would have been a third championship if he yeah. and Clay Thompson didn't get injured uh, against Toronto. So he's had the experience of both sides, but you hit on something big. This is somewhere he wanted to be, has wanted to be for, for quite some time, uh, and that's I mean, that's a huge positive moving forward.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So so I'm curious to see if they do anything more additionally to, to kind of add to that depth, because you're right, the bench does not look all that formidable, but at the same time, you know, and, and I think uh, defensively it's going to be interesting to see what this uh, basketball team is able to do. But again, it, it it's it, it, there's, there's risks in everything. And Kevin Durant is going to give the Phoenix Suns exactly what we all knew they were missing at the end of last year's postseason run. Uh, uh, a lead scorer who can create his own shot yes no matter what the situation is yes
2: what would be more disappointing the suns trade away mikhail bridges cam johnson etc to get kevin durant and give yourself a chance at as mike wilbon said maybe not just one championship potentially a couple or a couple runs or just not even trying in the first place just saying we're going to stick with this group that we've got and hope that it can be enough in the west what would be worse It's such a
1: hard question to answer because I, like Bick, you know, in recent days was starting to come around to that thought. Hey, they're probably going to keep this thing together and, and make another run for it. And I know that would have infuriated a lot of people here mm-hmm. because when you get close, and, and I use the last year's Boston Celtics as an example, the Celtics got close to a championship. In fact, they got as close as the Suns did the year prior. But yeah. the Suns stood pat the next year, and it worked out brilliantly in, in the regular season. But if you're not constantly trying to improve your roster, and, and and the Suns felt that they did with the with the role players that they brought in, but Boston added real impact pieces, and that's why I still think you know they're the favorite in the Eastern Conference. I agree with that. Yeah. So if if, if they were going to go, you know, you talk about a championship window and not tinkering for three straight seasons, I think that probably would be worse. And Now this is more than a tinker job. Don't get me wrong. This <laughs> right. is this is a, this is a well, massive a massive swing. Down, now
3: yeah. and again, it, w- what's fascinating and we're never going to know this is uh, how much would this have happened would Kevin Durant be here right here and now had Matt Ishpia not taken control of the basketball team right. that's the big question here because um, what what my guy is telling me on the east coast is that Matt Ishbia was the he was the igniter he was the one that pushed this issue last night and you and I and particularly uh, and I said this earlier the way I read it was Matt Ishbia just telling James Jones if you have have to trade Michael, do it. Get
1: this done. Because you also have to presume that had Mikhail Bridges been included in in any discussions last summer, we we wouldn't be talking about this today because Kevin Durant would have already been in town
3: for yes. even. plus the four and draft picks. And, yes. Yeah. And I, and I'm also going to repeat this because there's going to be a lot of revisionist history here. Everybody who covers the Nets and everybody who knows will tell you that the information coming out of the Nets was Kevin Durant was going nowhere. That is correct. until this summer. Nowhere. That is correct. So maybe maybe the Suns were going to be in on it then, but this was not a grand plan. Yeah, I wonder if he was even going to be traded if it wasn't the Suns. Again, this was not a grand plan. This was the owner of the Suns pushing the envelope last night and this thing getting... To, and the fact that this got done at 11 p.m. at night, how perfect is that for James Jones? <laughs> See, I'm doing everything off in the shadows over yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, in the darkness. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> perfect.
1: You text, text your thoughts to the the darkness retreat text line at six twenty, six twenty right now. Uh, coming up next, more reaction. Wolf and Luke take the airwaves at ten, but they're going to join our airwaves next for a little crosstalk on the big Kevin Durant trade to the Phoenix Suns. That is straight ahead here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: Nickley and Marada
5: live from the Phoenix Convention Center at Meteor Row.
1: Our media road coverage is brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 5.7% on your retirement savings. And, yes, uh, we are in the epicenter of the football world. But, man, it's all about basketball here in the Valley of the Sun. Kevin Durant is a member of the Phoenix Suns. Wanted to get you guys warmed up to to be able to talk about this for four straight hours. So, uh, Luke Lipinski, Ron Wolfley of Wolf & Luke join us for a little uh, crosstalk. And this is just one of those... To, to use one of uh, one of your words wolf Wow.
5: <laughs> this is a wow day. That's a deep word right there. There's no doubt, but it's the only word that actually describes it's what is true. going on right now. I, I know you guys went to bed last night, and you woke up this morning, and suddenly the Phoenix Suns are the favorite to win the Western yeah. Conference. Yeah, huh Hello. Uh, how about that right Hello. there? That is a huge happening right now, and it's one of the reasons why this place is buzz with Basketball Universe stuff. Isn't that right, Luke?
0: I, this is one of those shows shows that, like, you get up at 5 and you just want 10 o'clock to get here so you can start talking about this, right? <laughs> I mean, for you guys, I guess it was like... Hey, that's every day. Year. We yeah. get up
3: at 5 and can't wait for 10 o'clock. To get <laughs> <laughs> that's that's
0: every day, man. That's every day. So, so you get it.
3: <laughs> we get it. We definitely get it. <laughs> no, it,
0: was, it. You know, I usually go to bed at, like, midnight-ish. And last night, I was like, I'm going to go to bed early. I'm going to be responsible because something might happen early in the morning. And I went to bed at, like, 11.02 is the last time I remember seeing the clock. And when did this trade come down? Like, 11.05? Wow. Yeah. And so I got up at, like, four this morning just to grab a drink real quick, and I see all these texts on my phone, and the first one actually on the top is from Maloney, like th- I forget, what, it was like this happened, or it actually happened, or yeah. something, and I'm like, there's no way that's about Kevin Durant, right? And I have obviously been upset. You
5: yeah. know, for me as well, guys, uh, once again, as a former player, team means a lot to me, team. And and what I loved about the Phoenix Suns last year was their culture. It was the team concept that they had, and I love the fact that they nurtured that. And that was a big deal. It was part of their chemistry who they were that to me culture matters to me so much and it's the reason why i didn't want kd in the summer that was just me because i didn't i didn't want to see it ruin that chemistry i wanted those pieces to be together and try to make another run I don't know about you guys, but we've been talking about it all all year long. Something was different about this team. Something was different about Mm -hmm. this iteration of the Phoenix Suns as opposed to last year. And because of that, I've come around to a point where something big had to happen. I never in a million years thought it was going to be Kevin Durant big.
3: I had a a working theory that some of what you're talking about, that broken brotherhood of the Phoenix Suns, was maybe, maybe, um, maybe they were rallying. Because of the Chris Paul being on the trade market, that that people in the room looked okay. It got the business got you too, and and because and I'm saying that because after that Brooklyn game, there were reports from people who said that post game locker room felt like the old Suns. Now again, that doesn't change the fact of what mm. you're saying that there has been something wrong with this basketball team. Twenty one and twenty four speaks for itself, even with injuries, which is because uh, I'm right there with you. I, I wanted the homegrown. Because I wanted that. Because I wanted it to be all of us. I wanted it to be our journey. And most of the time, super teams—they're about the three guys who got together. Right. It's not about anybody else. It's about them. But I'm—I'm I'm all down with this now. After what we've been through, uh, with the disappointment of the Cardinals, we need this as a sports market.
1: Yeah. And, and we've had a lot of reaction today, and I'm sure you guys have seen it, and we'll continue to get it as well. It's always a mixed bag on on the emotions that are involved when you have popular players that leave. And I I, I said this earlier this week. I think, generally speaking, Phoenix sports fans grow too attached to their players. And when a player like Kevin Durant comes in, this is a seismic move. But, I mean, how do you reconcile, Luke? I mean, Cam Johnson and Mikkel Bridges were big parts of this team and loved by this fan base.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've been talking on our show all week about how if there's any way you can do it, at least for me, if there's any way you could do it Without giving up Mikel Bridges, I don't care as many picks. You know, Cam, Da, whatever you have to do, you have to give up a lot to get uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, if there's any way you could do it without giving up Mikel Bridges, you have to exercise all those options. But obviously, but you couldn't
3: do it. You could. That's the, uh, that's that's the, the bottom thing. line here.
0: When you look at it from Brooklyn's perspective, why would you do the trade if you're not getting Mikel Bridges? So I, I'm with you, Vinny. Like when when they got Chris Paul, and people were like, "You can't give up Kelly Oubre for Chris Paul." Like, okay, I get it, man. We like <laughs> Kelly forget. Oubre. Yeah, don't forget Ricky Rubio. in there. Right? Right, right. Valley oh, boys. Right, that's that one was a lot easier for me this one is tougher, you're giving up Mikel Bridges and he's good, he's not just a fan favorite but it's Kevin Durant, I, mean, I heard you guys talking about it when I was driving in here this morning You know, when the Diamondbacks won the World Series sometimes, this is what a championship the start of it feels like, you have to do stuff that's uncomfortable and actually Absolutely. go for
5: it and they did it. And once again, I also wonder what kind of impact this is truly going to have on DeAndre Ayton, I talk about it all the time, DAD, I love the kid, I really love the, the person that he is, but man, he's got to be able to bring that talent more consistently to the floor. I wonder if this is a bit of a wake-up call at some point in time to DeAndre Ayton. I, I don't think it's a coincidence. The last two games before the trade deadline were the best games we've seen D.A. play. And I'm not just talking about the production. I'm also talking about how he was playing that. Now all of a sudden you've got Kevin Durant coming in here. You've got a team that is truly a championship team. How does it impact DeAndre Ayton going forward? And will he be able to muster all all of that talent and play more consistently. Will they see this as a new start? I've been talking about this for four years. Da is a guy that he's 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 a mad king. He's the most talented guy in the locker room, and yet at the same time, he can't consistently bring that talent to bear night in and night out. Will this be the wake up call that changes DeAndre Ayton? I don't know. Well, but I'll, I'll tell you this: he's much.
0: nowhere near the most talented guy in the locker room now.
5: <laughs> so maybe that point well taken right now. But you know what I mean, and for me, I can't wait to see the impact it has on Da. Well, and also to that point, again, we don't know
1: the answer to that question. But what we do know, this lessens the pressure on everybody else on that floor. And I was just having a text, a, a buddy of mine who's a Booker. former coach. He's like, Devin Booker's not going to see any more blitzes, which he's really yeah, learned that's, to that's combat. A big deal. Uh, it, that is a big it's deal. A big but deal. It, I mean, Deion, from the DeAndre Ayton standpoint, he's. You know, we always talk about what what is athletic of DeAndre Ayton, and I'm not saying he has to be a bystander or he's going to be a bystander now, but he's not a go-to guy. Not with Kevin Durant and Devin
5: Booker on the floor. And Once again, it's never been about the numbers to me for DA. True. It's been about how you play. Let no, me see you. Do you bend your knees, stick your butt out, and do you actually get down and say, I'm going to play? You know, I mean, that's what I want to see yep. from him. Monty talks about it all the time, playing with force, play with force. He wants to see him play with force, not yeah. Not go out and get 35 I, and
3: 15. I love to believe that Kevin Durant would do something to change DA. I don't think it's going to happen because I don't think Kevin Durant's a leader either uh, He's not a guy that pushes
5: others. I agree with that, Vic. But I'm wondering if D.A. looks at him and goes, man, that's Kevin Durant. And you know I, what? This is a, big, this is a much hope, bigger deal. I, I, I mean, who I knows? I hope you're right.
3: No, believe me. I I hope you're right. I really do. Because, I'm not saying I well, am. No, your, your, your feeling on DeAndre Eaton mirrors mine almost exactly. It, it frustrates me to no end. And, and if he can get back to playing D and rebounding at that level he did a couple of years ago. Man. Yeah, we're this, good. This is basically the we're super team. Yeah. Everybody
0: nationally kept saying yep. Devin Booker would eventually join except he got them all to come yeah.
1: here. Yeah. Well, I know you guys are going to have fun talking yeah, about Yeah, have it. fun, we're gonna, guys. We're going to have fun watching it uh, in a couple weeks, probably. Thanks, uh, Wolf and Luke. Well, Sarah's so happy I used her headset.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wolf and Luke coming on the air at uh, 10 o'clock today. Uh, coming up next as we continue from uh, Media Row at Super Bowl 57, we'll be joined by... Holy hell, what a party, baby! <laughs> Bruce Arians scheduled to join us next. Bickley and Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata, live from the
2: Phoenix
1: Convention Center at Meteor Row. Yeah, we are live from Media Row here on this Thursday, and we had a seat already for him. He's still in tow, trying to get to Media Row. But uh, if he gets here during the course of the interview, we'll we'll pull up that chair for Bruce Arians, who joins us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. B A, welcome back to the Valley. Man,
4: it's great to be back in the valley, uh, except for the traffic, brother. We uh, weren't
1: quite ready for that one. <laughs> yeah, it's uh downtown is kind of a mess right now, but we understand why.
3: <laughs> What's up, legend? So great to have you, ba. Did you notice that ever since you retired from the Cardinals and the Bucks, that neither team has been the same? <laughs>
4: yeah, I hate that too. I, yeah, that was not the, the season I was hoping for for us this year. I mean, we did win the division, but it was uh, it was just not the season we were hoping for. What, what
1: I mean, there's been a lot of theories on what happened to, to Tampa Bay this year. BA, for, from your perspective, I know the, <laughs> the injuries on the offensive line early were an issue to overcome, but w- was that the biggest reason, or was there something else?
4: Yeah, that that, that was a big part of it because when you take Ryan Jensen out, I mean, that's that's the heartbeat of the offensive, the the whole running game, the toughness, Um, and and Robert Hange came in, did a nice job, but it's not the same way to take an all-pro guy out, and as a leader, I I think when we lost Shaq Barrett, we lost some leaders. When when just not injuries, you know what I mean. We lost some key guys. Yeah,
3: I uh, I absolutely loved your Ring of Honor ceremony in Tampa that preceded that big win over Carolina. Uh, has Michael Bidwell reached out to you? Are you going to get the same deal here in Arizona? Because because uh, I think it's lonely without you up here in Glendale, BA.
4: <laughs> no, I, you know I've not talked to Michael about it. Uh, we, we have a great relationship, and I have all the respect in the world for him, and uh, he knows that. So uh, we had a great meeting when we played him out there before the game and uh, now I'm hoping the best and uh, waiting to see who their coach is going to be.
3: Yeah, well I was going to ask you, you're not doing anything, you, are you available ba?
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry brother, I'm done. I, well, I'm still under contract, I'm a consultant now, so gotcha. I'm, I'm done okay. as far as standing on those sidelines and getting Darn. up at 5 in the morning. Well, yeah. I,
3: I figured I, I'd ask, but let me ask you this, because um, the previous co. we've had a couple of coaches here struggle with accountability and discipline and all that. You famously were able to coach guys hard and then love them up later how important is it that a football coach in the nfl be able to coach players hard
4: i think it's i think you have to be demanding if it if it's not perfect uh you gotta fix it and uh So I think the really good ones all are, you know, and I see some of these young guys now, they have a great rapport with these players, but when when it gets tough, it's it's hard. It's different for them. When everything's going great, it's easy to coach them, you know, but uh, when you see the down times and – it's really, really hard.
1: Bruce Arians our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. Uh, BA's got a Super Saturday brunch going on at STK Saturday from noon to three. All benefits the Arians Family Foundation. Coach, is there a, a website or somewhere where, where our listeners can get more details on that? Yeah,
4: AriansFamilyFoundation.com. dot com's got all the all the uh, the deck on it. And it's got everything for for the brunch on Saturday, and uh, looks like we're gonna have a good time out there. So oh. everybody knows anytime that it's the Arians Family Foundation this is down. I'm yeah, I know. <laughs> absolutely. It is
3: always one heck of a party. There's no doubt about that. Um, all right. I, I'm curious what you think about this. Now that time has passed a little bit, uh, wh- what do you think your time in Arizona meant? Because, the, again, the, me, a, a ton of other sports fans here, we miss you terribly because of all, just all the great stuff you brought here. Wh- what did it all mean
4: in, in retrospect? Oh, man. It, it was the opportunity I never thought I'd get. You know, I never thought I'd. I just... Um, uh, Michael, not too many people hiring 60 year olds now. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm not hired a 66 year old. So it's. it's it was the greatest five years of my coaching career and then to top it off with a three in Tampa and a Super Bowl just, it's unbelievable. To think all that happened just because Michael gave me a chance.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I found it uh, interesting too and there was kind of links to to your path of of recent years, Coach, and that you know the the Cardinals, they talked to Sean Payton who had walked away from coaching. He spent a year broadcasting. Uh, All indications were he he didn't like it very much. He got back into coaching. Can, Can Can you just recount that time in in your career when you did TV for a year and I know you were jonesing to get back on the sideline? How difficult was it to stay away?
4: You know, I I really wasn't. I I didn't like to travel. Um, CBS was great to work for, but I didn't like to travel. Um, But, you know, everything just kind of fell back into place. And the big key was when Todd and Byron and Keith and Goody, all my 18 assistants were available. I was like, this is a sign, you know? Even well, yeah. I told Chris, babe, you're going to walk in no 18 wires. It's, uh, it's just the old crew getting back together. <laughs> and I'm, I know how to delegate a little bit better now. Yeah,
3: yeah. All right, here's my last question, B.A. Uh, you were a guy who loved big quarterbacks, who could stand in the pocket, take a hit and deliver. Um, what do we do about our quarterback? How do we get Kyler Murray
4: right? <sighs> You know, he's a different athlete, and I think you have to you have to tailor it around him uh, to his skill set because he is he's unique. You know, and uh, I don't think you want to hamper him with a lot of um, thinking. Just let him play, and uh, that, that, that's when he's playing his best. Yeah,
1: it's interesting, too, uh, You know, late in the season after Kyler went down, we saw a lot more from Cliff Kingsbury's offense uh, with, with David Blau at quarterback, but a lot more under center stuff, and it added wrinkles. And it just seems like at this point, uh, B.A., that, that Kyler's not really comfortable under center. As a coach, how do you make a player comfortable doing things he hasn't been comfortable doing?
4: You just got to practice them, keep practicing, practicing, that. and sooner or later you say, no, nah, this don't work. You know, and uh, you know, the guy has to be on. The, he has to be comfortable on that field, and uh, you don't want to put him in situations where he's not comfortable.
3: All right, just in case I show up unannounced at your lake house this summer, ba, <laughs> uh, how's your how's your golf game looking these days?
4: It, it was really good two days ago. It sucked yesterday at the Open. <laughs> I scolded I, sold it. I sold it on sixteen for the first time in I don't know twenty years. I have scolded one. Oh no! <laughs> so, uh-oh. This is, uh oh! is. I didn't get booed too bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you got some you got some equity built up here. Yeah, yeah. yeah no doubt. Uh, it was great to catch yeah. up with you and <laughs> Big enjoy love, the man. weekend. And, again, I want to remind people, uh, Super Saturday Brunch at STK, Saturday noon to 3, benefiting the Arians Family Foundation. Go to AriansFamilyFoundation.com. B.A., all the best to you. Thanks for joining us.
4: Oh, you got it, guys. Thank you, guys. I love Thank you, man.
1: See B.A. Bruce Arians, our guest, uh, capping off a very busy Thursday <laughs> from Meteor Road, Super Bowl 57. Our coverage brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to five points 7% on your retirement savings with Canvas Annuity. Thanks to Alex Schiffer, Rick Bucher, Michael Wilbon, Adam Vinatieri, and Bruce Arians for joining us, and uh, Wolf and And Luke. you,
3: Vinny. And Thank you, Vinny. You, yes. you, Vinny. And thanks to,
1: uh, <laughs> thanks to that big trade that happened last night. Yeah, how about that? <laughs>
3: Great job for making that happen, Jarrett. You delivered. <laughs> yes. All right. Jarrett, Carl delivers anything else from me. the yeah. news. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you tomorrow morning. Wolf and Luke up next here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.